just pay attention because money is as much emotional as it is a head knowledge. And so if you just every day pay attention to the circumstances around how you're spending your money, where you're spending your money, then that will help get you on the path to building a better budget. My guest today for Start the Doubts is no stranger to the show. This is actually her second time. Welcome back, Melissa Thomas from MelissaTheCoach.com. Melissa, how are you? I am fantastic. I'm a little tired today. Well, <laughs> It's been a long stretch of days for me. Yeah, so, so, so well, let's talk about that for a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you live in North Carolina. I do. We're hanging out in Dallas, Texas. That's right. But you didn't come straight from North Carolina to sure Dallas, Texas. Sure did not. Sure did not. Went North Carolina to Vegas You're to Dallas. You're a little more calculated. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Vegas. <laughs> yes. So obviously Vegas is a great place. I'm sure anyone listening to this probably has enjoyed Vegas or wants to. What did you do in Vegas? So my number one purpose for going to Vegas was to see my buddy Elton John. Yes. For concerts 37 and 38. Yes, correct. Yes. Now, those that have listened and remember our previous episode, they're going to be aware of your backstory, but there's going to be plenty of people that are new that don't know it. So Melissa, I got to ask the question, would you be willing to kind of back up a little bit and tell people why in the world are you going to Vegas to see Elton John other than, you know, it's a fun concert? Of course, because I love sharing my story. Please do. Thank you for the opportunity to hang out with you today and do that. My absolute pleasure. 25 years ago, I went to my first Elton John concert. I was 19 years old and I decided at that time that I wanted to meet him in person. So I have spent my entire adult life trying to do that. And being that the reality of the situation is that he's not going to say, oh, some random girl wants to meet me. Let me just go over to her house or call her uh, because he is Elton John. You know, (laughs) I've spent my life going to the Elton John concerts and just trying to get closer and closer to meeting my goal by meeting the right people and doing the right things. And the uh, trip in Vegas was one step closer because I was able to get on the stage with him standing next to the piano, along with about, I don't know, 50 or 60 other people, because we were all in the first five rows. And I got to shake his hand from the stage. So that was that was a super cool thing. So that's a that's a snapshot of my absolutely my life's work. <laughs> There's wonderful pictures on your Facebook of, of literally you like within, you know, grabbing. Yeah, three or four feet. John. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right yeah. There. It was awesome. Yeah, it was yeah that must cool. have been a moment for you. Was it was cool. I mean, it just it's still very surreal to me. You know, because I don't, uh, you know, some some of your listeners will remember that my number one reason for becoming debt free was to have money to go see Elton John. So and Vegas was on my bucket list. It's been on my bucket list for a number of years. So I wasn't able to go to the Red Piano Show run that he did. But the Million Dollar Piano Show is the one that I went to. And things just came together that I was able to go this time. Of course, I have no debt from that trip because I cash flowed the entire trip. But as you might imagine, it took me some time to save up money to, <laughs> to go to that. Well, <laughs> so. I want to back up a little bit again for those that don't know. I mean, the the debt story is really interesting. Obviously, you had your goals of, of hey, I want to be able to have the flexibility and have this opportunity to go see Elton John when he's you know That's correct. around. Yes. But that didn't just happen overnight. You you had some things you had to square away. Let's talk about how that went down. Yeah. So we um, eight years ago, I put cash, I put Christmas on credit. And that really bothered me as a Christian that I had gotten so sucked up into the commercialization of Christmas. Our boys were five and four at the time. And, and they knew that Santa was coming and not much else. And that really bothered me. And 
So I knew I had to do something different. So on uh, January 1st of that year, we started Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University course. And it wasn't until that time we found out we had over $43,000 of consumer debt. And you know, just kind of took a deep breath and went step by step as Dave Ramsey laid out. And it took us little less than four years to pay off all the debt. And then we just celebrated our four-year anniversary of, of staying debt-free, which in many ways is a lot harder than getting out of debt in the first place because those bad money management habits, you know, we had 20 years of bad habits that we had to get rid of. And those habits are really just four years old. And so it's, it's a daily, daily mindset to just stay, stay the course. What's a story from that four-year period where you were tempted to maybe, okay, I can uh, splurge a little bit, but then you're like, no, 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 I need to stay on the path here. Well, can't think of one right offhand, but I will say I did go see Elton John during that time. Um, I think I think I went to three or four concerts. So, you know, but the, again, those were all cash flowed and figured out how to make it work to be able to go. And they were more local to me so I could drive to them. But that's something I share because, you know, one of my passions is to try to teach people that they can get out of debt and still have a life at the same time. You just kind of have to make sure all your priorities are in order. And I wasn't willing to give up Elton John concerts while we were getting out of debt. And so it was it tempting to, you know, put it on a credit card and just say, okay, I'll just add this to the debt. I mean, sure it was, but that defeated the purpose. And so we made sure that we I could cash flow those concerts and so still pursue my dream while getting out of debt at the same time. So when you're working with your clients now, what are some things that you are doing that that's really helpful in that process for them? Like, Well, we create a line item in yeah. their budget. So one of the things that I'm very passionate about is helping other people pursue their bucket list items because meeting Elton John has been number one on my bucket list for 25 years. You know, So I ask them, I say, what are the things that you want to do that you automatically go, oh, we don't have money to do that. And sometimes people say, I don't know. And so that's a different conversation we have to just really, you know, kind of dive into the things that they've forgotten about because they're so mired in the day to day of their money struggles that they've put all their dreams on the back burner. They've put all everything they've ever wanted to do. They just don't feel like it's realistic anymore. So we have conversations um, that help them understand that those things are realistic and they are doable. We just have to create a line item in the budget. And it may mean that they might have to save money for six months or a year, you know, in order to accomplish what they want to. But I don't want people to maintain the mindset that, you know, oh, I'll do fun stuff when I retire, <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's what I find a lot is, you know, I'll take that trip when I retire. I'll do that when I retire because, you know, life circumstances change. What if something happens and you never get that opportunity to do that? So that's something that we just work through and we can come up with some creative solutions for the clients so that they're able to knock off some things on the bucket list while also get out of debt and get their money management in order. So someone who's listening to this episode and they're discouraged with their financial situation right now, what advice do you say to them? Don't give up. That's the main thing. I mean, this it's a process. Like I said, it took us almost four years to get out of debt. And, you know, the very first time I saw $43,544 staring back at me at the paper is very overwhelming. Um, that and that's, a, that, so that was intimidating. The, it was intimidating because yeah. I, that was more than half of our annual income, <laughs> you know? And so it was like, how in the world am I we ever going to get out of debt? And we didn't give up on the process and, and we just maintain, you know, breaking things down. You know, again, following the Dave Ramsey program, we used the debt snowball method and we celebrated those small wins and 
you know, but the persistence and the diligence every single day to just make that decision that our goals are more important than the immediate satisfaction that we want in that moment is really, really important. Just staying the course. So I want to switch gears for a little bit. Let's 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 talk about Elton John. Okay. Yes. (laughs) What are some attributes of Elton John that, that you admire? Wow. There's so many. I mean, he's so generous. You know, of course, I'll speak about him as if I know him personally, but <laughs> I haven't, haven't well, gotten that far. Ways, but I mean, in yeah. some ways, I mean, I've right. gotten to know him. Um, you know a lot about he's, him. He's so generous. And, you know, he started the Elton John AIDS Foundation, which he's very involved in and does big fundraisers for every single year. And people that I know that know him personally just cannot talk enough about the fact of how humble he is and down to earth and kind and genuinely caring, you know, and, and for me too, that there was a point of time in his career where he had to make a choice to get sober, you know, to, to stop doing drugs and stop drinking and get his life in order. And that once he made that decision and took those steps that he's been able to maintain that, you know, for his entire life and stay true to his calling, which is to create music and to do the touring and do everything that he does. And so, you know, really is a, is his, his entire life's work, when you look at it, is very inspiring to me because he's 70 years old. Wow. And to go to a concert and see it, you know, like even being in Vegas this last weekend, like you'd never know he was 70 the way he just, you know, he doesn't move as quick as he used to. But when he's sitting down at that piano and just playing the piano, that it's a good thing. It's somehow secured to the stage because sometimes he gets going on it. And it's just awesome and inspiring to watch that at 70 years old, that he still puts that much passion and that much love into what he does. And, and that's very inspiring to me. Wow. So what are some songs that are on a, a typical set list that, that you just get really get excited about? Uh, well, sure Rocket Man is all. my favorite. Rocket yeah, yep. Rocket Man's my favorite song. But most of the concerts he does, you know, all, you know, his top 10 hits, he does, you know, Tiny Dancer, he does yep. Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, he does, you know, ones that people would know. Every once in a while, he'll throw in one that, you know, it's we, my friends and I that go to the concerts frequently, we always laugh about, you know, there's some songs that we kind of dub as the bathroom songs, you know, because like, uh, <laughs> like Levon is one, like for whatever, I love Levon live in concert, but for whatever reason, that seems to be a song where when he starts playing that, like half the people get up and go to the bathroom or go get more drinks or whatever, because that's not as common a song that you would hear on the radio and, and whatnot. So track. his. Right. So his set list is a pretty good mixture of deeper tracks and also just the popular songs, especially in Vegas, because Vegas is the type of venue that he plays where there's people like me that go there to be in the first five rows to get the opportunity to be on the stage. But most of the the people that go to Vegas to see him are people that are in Vegas and they're like, oh, Elton John's here. We should go see him. And so that set list is only two hours and it's more of his top 10 hits that everybody would know so everybody you know everybody uh, would enjoy the concert experience so at what point would you feel like you've conquered your goal like wait because you've shook his hand i mean yeah some would say well that's meeting him (laughs) no my goal is i want my picture taken with i mean i want the opportunity to be able to stand in front of him and say hi my name is melissa i've been trying for 25 years to meet you it's just an honor you know and I really do look forward to that day and I know it's going to happen one way or the other. I've met all the members of the band to the point where, you know, when they saw me in Vegas, they were like, hey, you finally made it out here. <laughs> you know, was, I mean, that's, you know, to have that kind of rapport with them, you know, and that. And so, but that has always 
been my goal to personally meet him. And of course, you know, 19 years ago or 25 years ago when I was 19, we didn't have selfies, but now we do. Yes. So that's, you know, so now that's kind of my goal is to say, you know, be able to, to look him eye to eye and formally introduce myself and share my story with him. And then, you know, at the end say, hey, can we get a selfie, <laughs> you know, so I can have that. And then, you know, then I will have felt like I've accomplished my dream, but that doesn't mean I'm going to stop going to concerts. I'll Certainly. go, to, yeah, I'll go to concerts for as long as Elton John is doing concerts because I just love that whole experience. Well, I know you've shared this on social media, but there, I mean, even the last several shows you've been to, you you bring signs, yes, and and he, he'll acknowledge the signs. Yes, yes, he does. Some of them he's autographed, which he and he takes the time to read it. I mean, it's very surreal, you know, when I hand him a sign that say this is my. 36th concert or 37th or whatever, to see him take the two or three seconds to read it before he signs it is really very cool. And I'm in Vegas, the Friday night show, I was able to put both a, a picture of my license plate, which is Rocket Man fan, and my little sign that said this was my 37th concert. I, I just laid them right on top of the piano. And I said, what's the worst that's going to happen is that some stage guy will come take them off the top of the piano, you know? But Elton looked over at them and he looked at me and gave me a little wink. And I was like, okay, great. Now he knows I'm here. And, you know, and that's just, that's a great thrill for me, you know, because it just in that moment, it makes me feel like I'm the only one there, even though the Vegas venue caps out at 4,000 people. <laughs> so. I have to imagine that he sees that sign and says, hey, I appreciate someone that's made an effort to see me this many times. Like Yes, that. yes. It's you know, awesome. I don't know how often he's going to say that publicly, but I'm sure he, I'm sure he, he does. He does. That. I mean, you yeah. can tell in his facial expression how yeah. appreciative he is for sure. So I want to uh, switch gears again. And, and you have a book that came out this last year. Congratulations on Thank that. Thank you very much. And the book perfectly ties into what we've been talking about. It talks about your journey and your passion for Elton John. So let, let's talk about the title of the book, how you came up with that title sure. and, and what's the book about? Yeah. So the title of the book is Building My Yellow Brick Road with the subtitle of Life Lessons from Pursuing a Dream. Yeah. And it's a memoir of the last 25 years of my life. Basically, lots and lots of Elton John concert stories in there. Um, the book goes all the way through the last set of concerts I did last fall, where I did four concerts in six days. And the, the book kind of ends <laughs> there. And there's concert stories in there. There's personal stories in there. But every chapter, the end of every chapter has a life lesson that I learned from whatever experience I was writing about in the chapter. And so my hope is that as people buy the book and they read the book, that they take those life lessons and they implement them into their own life. You know, it's sort of like, I don't want the reader to learn these lessons themselves, but to take the experiences that I've had and incorporate them into their own life. And the building My Yellow Brick Road, obviously the My Yellow Brick Road comes from the song, but the word building is just a word that my editor and I, we came up with because it also ties in with my coaching business that, you know, I'm teaching people how to build better budgets. And that's one of my taglines that I use. And so we sort of were trying to figure out how to tie it all in. But once we came up with the title, it was like, wow, that's exactly what I have been doing for the last 25 years as I've been building my own yellow brick road in pursuit of this dream. Wonderful. Congratulations on the book. Thank you. Where do people get the book? MelissaTheCoach.com. They can order it directly there and I'll mail them an autographed copy. Or it's available on Amazon as well. So, hey, and maybe you'll have somebody be like, "This is my thirty-eighth copy of this book." Yeah, that would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that would be very cool. Very cool. Well, whether that happens or not. Yeah, yeah. I, I am super excited for you. I love the story. I love the enthusiasm you have. Thanks for for what you're up to. And um, 
closing questions. Uh, we, we mentioned it already, but I just want to touch on it again. People can connect with you and they should connect with you, especially if they're feeling frustrated with their financial situation and wanting to get some good wisdom on that. They should be reaching out to you where? Yes. MelissaTheCoach.com right. is the best place to reach me. Sure. All of my contact information, social media stuff is there. So they can you know, email me or text me or whatever, whatever they feel comfortable with to start the conversation. And that's, that's what I do with everybody. I just right. start, let's start a conversation. So because sometimes people contact me and I can go, oh, all you have to do is this. And it's a simple thing that they've never thought of before that just gets them on the right track. And then sometimes people need the private coaching or a workshop right. or whatever. So I want to know what they're going through and what their experiences are so that I can fit them in the right track within my business so that they can get the help they need. Makes sense. We always like to close out with final thoughts. If there's a way to tie that into an Elton John tune, <laughs> go ahead. But final thoughts, Melissa. Final thoughts. I guess that, you know, the, the number one question I'm asked is a piece of advice in, in terms of finances. And the thing that I always tell people is just pay attention because money is as much emotional as it is a head knowledge. And so if you just every day pay attention to the circumstances around how you're spending your money, where you're spending your money, then that will help get you on the path to building a better budget. And building your own yellow brick road. And building your own yellow brick road. That's exactly right. (laughs) Uh, Melissa, congratulations and thank you. Thanks again, Jared. I appreciate it. (laughs) 